Uh, hey, everybody. My name is Sakura Kokumai. I am a Tokyo 2020 Olympian and also on the Team USA as well. And I'm here to talk to you guys today about the Karate Kid musical. Welcome to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion. And today we have another interview related to the Karate Kid musical, Sakura Kokomai. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm really excited to speak with you for a number of reasons. Um, <laughs> we probably won't get into uh, too much um, uh, of everything that, that you, you're you know, well uh, established in the uh, karate uh, a community. I don't, I don't know what it's called, right? Like, cause you're, you're like an, an Olympian, you know, you've, you've traveled the world and competed for a really long time, uh, decades, you know? So we'll, we'll definitely get into your backstory, but before we get into that, can you just kind of uh, explain your role with the, the musical? Yeah, for sure. So I was basically that one person that gave an insight on what it's like to be a karate athlete slash karateka is what we say to, to people who practice karate. Um, they have an amazing choreographer, Keone Amari, that does an amazing job with the show. And I was there to, you know, just be that little voice um, that explains, you know, what certain, certain movements mean, um, how we perform as a karate athlete because um, there's so many intricate like information uh within the within the movement and you know i feel like i hope that me being a part of the show has um helped them uh, choreograph uh what they envisioned the show to be so yeah i was um it was amazing to work with them and they are everybody there was amazing they were able to pick up the movements just like that <laughs> and um they're all like super fast and strong too very powerful yeah i'm happy to hear it we've seen some of the, the clips come out recently drew shared them um uh, the st louis the, the stages have, have been sharing some some really amazing clips so I'm uh, really um, jealous of everyone that's going to be able to go and, and watch this live. So I'm crossing my fingers that it, uh, it tours uh, uh, sooner than later. So that way I can watch it, maybe, hopefully in Seattle, may, maybe even Portland, you know, where I'm from. Um, so, yeah, that's, that is really interesting. I think it was, I think it was Robert Kamen who mentions that Keone and Mari has some background in martial arts. Do you mm-hmm. have any insight on that in the event that I don't get a chance to speak with them? Um, I know they have taken classes. So the, I know them through uh, a gym. So we train with the same strength and conditioning coach. Um, and I know that they have been taking some uh, classes. Um, not, I can't speak for them in terms of um, like a martial arts background. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, because I was curious about the, um, the, the actual fight choreography Right. You know, since, since they are obviously in charge of the, the, the dance and Robert Markaman, who uh, he himself has, you know, the, the background in it. Um, I'm sure he has some input as well yeah. uh, to how certain things, um, uh, the, the, you know, with the fight and stuff. 
So, uh, you know, we are recording this in May, which is also uh, uh, Asian American and Pacific Islander uh, Heritage Month. So uh, I'd like to get some more backstory on, on you uh, and, and your, uh, your culture. Um, let's start off with uh, you were born in Hawaii. Uh, I yes. recently just visited back in January and it's oh. been, I think, 11 years since I had, had been there. Mm-hmm. So uh, just just Oahu, um, just as beautiful as I remember. Uh, <laughs> not as busy, obviously, uh, because oh, yeah, that's before. So yeah, there, there was still a little bit of restrictions um, mm-hmm. uh, at the time. But uh, yeah, just as beautiful. But yeah, can, can you talk about kind of just growing up there and starting karate at what age of seven? Yeah, for sure. So I was born in Honolulu, Hawaii and started karate at the age of seven. Uh, my mom basically threw me into a YMCA class, basically an after school program, uh, something to do to keep us busy while they, you know, while we waited to, for my parents to pick us up. Um, I did all sports that you can think of uh, from soccer, tennis. Uh, I did sailing because we do come from like a sailing family. My brother sails. Uh, but yeah, I tried all sports and karate was the one that, you know, um, I guess I, I liked more than others. It's hard because I loved soccer. I love to play soccer and I loved sailing, but karate gave me something different. And I uh, felt that as a kid. So here I am. Do you think it's like a, um, like an adrenaline thing? Cause you, you, you said you really enjoyed soccer. Personally, I hate running. (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, but I, I also had served in the military and like all we did was run, you okay. know, and, and I remember the feeling of like running for like six miles and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it's, it feels really good. But I right. if I had an option, I'd rather not. But yeah. um, what do you think it is for you? No, um, I love sports. I love moving and I love team sports and like everything. Right. Um, but karate was something different. I was a very shy kid. I was very quiet. I was never good at expressing myself, um, let alone like talk right in front of people. Uh, But whenever I wore the gi and the belt, like I always felt powerful as a kid. Um, You know, when you go into the dojo, all you have to focus on is, you know, you listen to your sensei and you practice, right? And I think the repetition of just doing punches and kicks, blocks, just made me feel really good as a kid. Only because, you know, I was very shy when I was younger. And whenever I was practicing inside the dojo, it really made me feel powerful. Um, And I was very fortunate to be able to, you know, look up to a lot of uh, female athletes in the dojo too. They were representing the U.S. They were world champions. And I went to the dojo because I just wanted to be like them. Right. So everything they did, I was mimicking every single movement from, I think, even from like how they drink, how they were drinking their water, what kind of bags, you know, all the bags that they're carrying, I wanted the exact same thing. So, you know, I was just that kid that followed you know, these people. And the more I learned about kata, um, the more, you know, I felt connected to it. Um, I wish I could dance, (laughs) but (laughs) I did take some dancing classes. But anyways, like through kata, I was able to express myself. Um, And all the anxiety and all this weird feeling that I couldn't express, I was able to express through kata. 
So, you know, those things I was never able, never able to experience through other sports. Um, and I realized that karate was something I needed. Uh, rather, it wasn't, you know, me pick, picking, but I, I, I knew that I, I couldn't see myself without karate. So, yeah. <laughs> that, that is interesting. So um, for those that never did martial arts, including myself, mm-hmm. can you talk about kata and sure. uh, the purpose of it? Because, uh, yeah. you know, for those that seen definitely, the karate kid or Cobra Kai, you know, <laughs> we see them do it and we saw it in part three oh, where funny. it was used in a tournament. Um, yeah, just your um, insight on that. Yeah, for sure. Um, heads up, it is very different uh, from what you guys see in the shows. <laughs> um but in karate, there's two disciplines, uh, kata and kumite. So kumite is basically sparring. Uh, when we go to competitions, uh, they wear, we wear um, hand pads, shin guards, mouthpiece, body protector inside the gi. Um, and you basically fight each other and win, get points uh, within a certain time. Uh, kata is a form. So it's basically a combination of blocks, um kicks punches and it could go as long as maybe three minutes three and a half minutes uh the shortest one is probably like a minute even less and there's different variations um everything is by the books so you cannot change anything about it every movement has its own meaning so meaning as in if i'm blocking and i'm turning to the to the right from my left direction, it means that somebody's is attacking from the other side. So it's basically telling a story of a fight. Um, and my discipline is kata. So when I compete, I would go into the ring, I would perform a kata, I step out, I wait for the score, and whoever has a high score advances. Now, it's very different than um, I think what you guys see in the show um, or the movies. But I do have to say that, um, especially with the original movie, they did an amazing job portraying, you know, the the martial art aspect of a karate rather than, you know, the the athlete, the athleticism or the sports side of it. And that's why I love the show and it um, the, the movie. And I, I still rewatch it uh, whenever I have time. It really it reminds me of my sensei too. I feel like we all have our Mr. Miyagi in our life um, to all the karate athletes out there. So it, um, yeah, so those are the differences. I could go on and on. Yeah. Right. If you let me talk about karate. Sure. I know I, I, I get it. You're very passionate, obviously, and, and, and yeah. it shows in, in all of your accomplishments. Um, very, very impressive. The, you you mentioned the, the kumite, so this is my ignorance. You know, for for those that are big fans of blood sport, so kumite means tournament. You said uh, kumite means sparring. Sparring, right? Yes. So yes. so uh, in the movie Blood Sport, when they say that, they're just talking about fighting. That's that's it. I, I just mm-hmm. thought that was like the, like a really good name for a tournament. <laughs> right, <laughs> uh, right. This whole time. So yeah, okay, yeah. that's that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, now. Uh, not not often do I hear, especially for uh, uh, you know Asian American or you know, um, you know I'm I'm also a a son of immigrants you know and all these things like we have these um, certain expectations of us as kids you know and these paths you know to become doctors and lawyers you know that that whole trope and cliche um, were your parents ever like that uh, obviously you said that you were very heavy into sports uh, yeah. did they at some point say we would like 
you to have this other path as well? Or so it sounds like they were very supportive of uh, karate. Yeah, um, I was very lucky to have uh, supporting parents, but at the same time, they never allowed me to do just sport, right? Um, I went to Japan for my undergrad and my master's, and karate in Japan is what basketball or football is to the U.S., so they have their own college leagues, um, and we, are, we were able to be like student athletes. So knowing how that system worked, um, I did go to school in Japan, but my parents definitely made sure that I was a well-rounded person. Um, they never pushed me to just do sports. Um, I'm able to play an instrument, like a traditional Japanese instrument called koto and shamisen. Um, I started that way before I started karate. Um, and they never pushed me to do anything that I didn't want. Ooh, that's a hard one <laughs> I'm thinking right now <laughs> yeah. um, but they they were never like oh you have to be you have to have this career right that wasn't really the thing um, but they definitely pushed me to be a well-rounded person and that came with you know having balance so going to school um, and if I'm doing karate put everything into karate um, and even playing the instrument too. Like they never allowed me to do it like half. If I'm going to do it, I have to do it all the way. <laughs> right. Like go all in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you um, spent some time in Hawaii. Uh, what was it that took you to California? Very good question. So I was in Hawaii until high school. I was doing a lot of back and forth. And college is when I went to Japan. So I stayed in Kyoto for four years and Tokyo for two years. So six years total, I was in Japan and I was doing back and forth from there. Um, I was working in Japan after I finished school, corporate. I was one of those salary man slash woman person. I wore a suit, took the train, (laughs) did all that. Uh, The reason why I went to California was to pursue my Olympic dream. Um, I, you know, we were, we were the first karate was never in the Olympics in the past. And there was no like blueprint, like an example of how to get ourselves there. Um, because we were not like funded, fully funded at that time, I did need to work. That's why I was working, but I soon realized that I was putting 50% into work and 50% into karate and, you know, growing up in a household where they made sure you put 110% into what you do, it really made me feel like I wasn't giving enough to the sport. And it showed in my performance too. So what I did was I quit my job because I knew that I wanted to get myself to the Olympics. Um, So the first thing I did was quit my job, not knowing what to do next. I had no plans at all. Yay. (laughs) Um, But this one family in California, uh, their son did karate, their youngest son. They basically were like, we have an extra bedroom. Why don't you just come over and figure it out from there? So what I did was I packed all my stuff (laughs) and I flew to L.A. (laughs) Um, I knew the family because uh, the mom is Japanese and we met at, I think, one of the U.S. national tournaments uh, somewhere. 
And that's where the connections all happened. But they basically had an extra bedroom and I had nowhere to go. So I packed all my stuff and moved. That was almost the Christmas of 2017. Our Olympic qualifiers started at 2018. So as soon as I moved, I was already gone. And I was going in and out of the house every two to three weeks. So I'm pretty sure in the beginning, the family was like, what do we get ourselves into? (laughs) But now they're like my second family. Um, Thanks to them, I was able to, you know, get myself to the Olympics and the support that they have given me meant more than any, like everything. So, yeah, that's, that's such an incredible story. And like, so inspiring too, you know, it, you you really quit your job to pursue your dreams and it came true you know that's I mean it sounds dramatic but at the same time like it really made sense because I was falling asleep while I was stretching you know like it wasn't doing me any good (laughs) so you know now that I say it it does sound a little dramatic but at the time it made most sense because I really wanted to put everything into the sport um, and I didn't want any regrets. So. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like you have any. No. <laughs> yeah. So, th- so this next part, like, uh, I mean, everything's just so fascinating, but, uh, you know, I did send, uh, email you some questions. And so it, it appears, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you have some ties to the Miyagi verse. Uh, do you happen to know Tamin Tamita in Yuji Okamoto? Um, I have met Tamlin a couple of times. Um, not usually though. I would okay. love to. Hi. <laughs> I think we're Instagram friends or something. <laughs> um, but no, so when I moved, so when I moved to Los Angeles, um, a whole backstory there, which I will not go over because that's going to take another podcast. <laughs> but um, basically, you should write a memoir. Huh. You should write a memoir. It's like you have such oh, yeah. a no, like, it's fantastic coming. story. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I met an amazing group of people in Little Tokyo. Um, and the J community there has helped me so much leading up to the Olympics. Um, it started off small. I was just there to practice because, you know, I, I wanted something different. I was so focused on competing and competition and flying just being in that dojo made me feel more centered because they were there to practice karate and that's it. You know, they weren't focusing on sport. They were purely there to practice the martial art and the kids there are amazing. The people there are amazing. So through that connection, um, I was able to, uh, I had a pleasure of meeting Tamlin a few times. She is so amazing. Um, I think there was one like Obon Festival this one time and I wasn't even thinking, but she just like pulled me and she gave this huge introduction to the crowd. And I was just, again, I it became that shy kid again. And I was like, ah, like what are, what's happening? But <laughs> no, I was able to meet her a couple of times and she's such an inspiration. So let me, maybe I should have asked this earlier, but, uh, and you kind of mentioned it. So um, what is your history with the Credit Kid movies? History with the movies? Yeah. Um, huge fan since the very beginning. Um, that's a question, right? Like history, yeah, yeah. So, so, my so connection like, to the movie? Oh, no, more just history of it. Like, the, the, um, like for me, I grew up watching part two the most. 
Okay. And yeah, and like I I love part one. I think it's a great movie. It's a great story. But part two, we learned so much more about Miyagi. And I shared the story before. I'm almost a decade older than you. And so um, I uh, in the late 80s, early 90s, there wasn't a lot of people that look like us on screen. You know, right. so I really enjoyed watching the kind of kid part two because it was like 90 whatever percent uh, Asians at the very least, you know. Yeah, so sure. that was the other thing. But also um, my little story is that uh, my grandfathers all lived out of state. And so okay. Miyagi was like a grandfather for me. And oh. so that's why I would watch those movies. Yeah, for sure. No. So for me, gosh. <laughs> When I say I had my own Mr. Miyagi, I had... So whenever I watch that movie, it reminds me of my sensei. Um, He passed away probably like seven years ago by now, six or seven years ago. But he was that one person that changed my life. Um, And obviously, when I was watching the movie, that's not something I think about because he was still there. (laughs) But a lot of the things in the movie, for example... I'm going to point out the scene, the wax on wax wax off scene, right? He's basically teaching him to do a movement without teaching him what it initially is supposed to mean. Right. So I had my own experience like that. Um, I would go to a dojo and I, we didn't even, he didn't even allow me to practice kata. Like my posture was all wrong. So I just did this one movement that was way, like it was very different than the kata itself. But I just kept doing that for hours and hours and hours. And he forgets about time. So we didn't have lunch. Forget about water, right? Because <laughs> like, you have to do these things until sensei tells you to stop. And he encouraged us to take notes too while we train. And I looked back at one of my notes and it was so funny. I'm pretty sure I was so hungry because in the, in those notes, there was like, I was drawing apples and bananas or something. (laughs) I was like probably starving to death. Um, But again, he does this thing after three days of training. Like I, I, at the time, I have no idea what I'm doing, right? Like I, I want to practice kata. Like this is what I came here for. Why am I doing this? A 15 year old myself, like me. And before I go home, he teaches. Like he does something where we go, oh, like he makes us do certain movements, and it's fixed because all I've been doing was that one movement for three days for like 10 hours straight. And he had the, the power to teach that way. So from that, I go home. And obviously, I tell this to my mom, right? Like to my parents. I'm like, okay, this is what we did. I don't know what I did. I'm just tired. Like, I don't think I want to go back. But there was that one thing that, like, it was like a spark. Like, it, because my body was able to do something that I wasn't able to do before. So now I'm, I was, I'm craving for that, right? So I, what do I do? I go back again. <laughs> I take a trip back to see that sensei so I can learn from him. And the more I train with him, the more he, he taught me a whole lot more than just kata. Um, it sounds very cheesy, but 
um, you know, he definitely taught me how to train, like more the ways of training, because I do practice a lot on my own. And whenever I go to train with that sensei, he gives me feedback. He criticizes everything that I do. He fixes everything. And then I go home and I train by myself. So that was my pattern. Anyways, going back to the movie, um, some of the small things that they portray in the movie is exactly how karate athletes or karate cause experience. So those things I was able to relate to like a lot um, by watching it, um, the first movie and the second movie too. Uh, so I think that feeling of, you know, learning and th- having a sensei, a role model to look up to, um, to ask for advice about life, those things I had and now with Sensei passing away, whenever I watch that movie, it reminds me of him too, right? So those those are like my personal connections to the movie. And it definitely motivates me to go back to the dojo and focus on the little things because as an athlete, we tend to just focus on the performance, right? And getting that medal. But the reality is you do have to go back to the basics and do the simple things and do that repeatedly um, to achieve what you want to achieve. So those little, you know, lessons that they teach you in the movie, um, I I think I personally take that into my own experience. <laughs> I, I Absolutely. I think that's why a lot of people can, um, you know, relate to the movie as well. You know, even just outside of karate, I, I think just the lessons in life people can uh, apply some of the things that they learn um so did um had you so i guess what with tamlin did you uh meet her in any other way before uh that that moment where you said she pulled you off to the side or um i actually that might have been my first time um so i was like but she knew who you were i'm sorry she so she knew who you were yeah, well, there was somebody in between that was kind of like, oh, yeah, this is a, you know, um, that okay. athlete that's trying to get herself to the Olympics. Because <laughs> at that time, I wasn't in yet. <laughs> um, but that I believe that would be the first time. And after that, I have um, met her a couple times. I um, I didn't meet her, but just last month, I was at an event down in L.A. for Cobra Kai. Yeah. And uh, uh, after, after the panel and the Q&A and stuff, um, I was kind of, you know, kind of just meandering around. And then I bumped into some of the writers of the show mm-hmm. and uh, started speaking with them. And then security was kicking all of us out because we were all just, you know, hanging out. And some of the, the kid actors were in the crowd and they got bombarded for autographs and what have you. But anyway, as we are all leaving, I see this woman standing off to the side and she's holding her phone and she has a mask on. And I grew up with Karate Kid part two. I was like, that looks like Tamlin. Is that Tamlin Tamita? Like I kind of, I kind of look at her, but I don't want to stare. And she, <laughs> like, I, I feel like she looks at me, but the looks away. And then I asked somebody, I was like, is that Tamlin Tamita? And they're like, no, I'd be surprised if, 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 if she came. I go, oh, okay. I just keep on going. And then not too long afterwards, I was on Instagram and I saw her post that she had was she was in there and she took a picture yeah. from her seat. I was like, that was her. So yeah, so I, no, I missed out on 
She's amazing. She's so amazing um, and very inspiring. She does a lot for the community too. So like, you know, I I don't know. Whenever I talk to her, I'm always in a good mood and I feel like I just want to keep asking her questions. (laughs) And, you know, I want to learn more about, you know, what she does and her thought process and everything. But the more with what she does to the community, I think um, it's amazing with what she does. Um, yeah well i um i don't remember what it was but i saw something that weren't you in seattle for something some time ago Mm, i was in seattle not for an event though no uh maybe you were just in passing but you know uh, ug has a couple restaurants up in northern washington so maybe you can see him one day that way actually uh we do have usa nationals coming up in spokane so yeah i'm gonna fly to seattle and the host family the family i stayed with uh is in seattle so their youngest son we're gonna actually drive from seattle to spokane so that'll be actually be a good time to visit yeah yeah reach out and make sure that he'll be there you know uh, i i I I had yeah, yeah, it's it's a really great city. Um, yeah. Portland is like little sister to Seattle is, is what what we call ourselves. But yeah. um, I I had the you know honor and privilege to had uh, interviewed Eugene a couple times, and after the first time, it was before we ever would see him on Cobra Kai, mm-hmm. and so at the point uh, at that time, I only spoke with him about the Credit Kid too. Right. And then one day, a buddy of mine, you know, we were talking, and we're like, yeah, let's let's go check out his restaurant. You know, why not? So, you know, I, I messaged him, say, hey, Yuji, you know, uh, a buddy of, of mine, we would like to come up and, and, and uh, check out your restaurant, you know, uh, will you be at one of those locations on this day? And then so we just co- kind of coordinated and I drove up and uh, he sat down and had lunch with us the entire time. So um, very, very friendly, you know, I and, and him and uh, Tamman are like life, lifelong friends. And so, you know, she, he's just as friendly as I'm sure she is, you know. Yeah. So, sure. yeah. I, that, that'd be really oh, definitely, cool. I'll definitely put that put that down so I can. Yeah. <laughs> um, how, how would you approach for for the musical? Um, uh, it's it yeah. sounds like a very specific thing because uh, obviously there's you. I, I don't I don't imagine you were just in, in St. Louis uh, no. for that. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was um, gosh. So I know where do I start. So the question is how, right? Yeah, um, like how were you? Yeah, reached out for this <laughs> timing and meeting the people and the whole universe, the whole full circle thing. Um, yeah. But so I train at the um, Optimum Training and Performance in San Diego. It's it's a gym in San Diego, and the coach that I work with, Nia, is also a coach of Kaoni and Mari, who are the choreographers for the show. Um, so we cross paths um, many times in the gym and oh, like I love Keone and Marnie, what they do. So, you know, every time I see him, you know, see them, I say hi. And we, I wonder if we trained a few times together, but we basically cross paths all the time um, at the gym. And yeah, from there, long story short, they were telling me about the project that that they were working on and they mentioned Karate Kid and I was like, what? (laughs) Karate Kid, a musical? Um, Like, that's, that's, like, how is it going to look 
click, <laughs> right? Um, so it's starting from that connection. And because we train at the same place with the same coach, um, we basically had some like cross trainings where I taught them what I do uh, as a karate athlete. And from there, it's just kind of connected. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's uh, kind, of, kind of like networking, you know, you were kind of the right person and, and you guys all knew each other. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And they're yeah. amazing. Thing. Like when, when they say that they were going to work on it, I was like, oh, like, I cannot wait to see because they're going to do some magical things with the show. Right. And, <laughs> and uh, I, I know you can't speak too much on it. Um, can you talk about like uh, uh, some of the, some of the training that we have seen um, just kind of uh, for you mentioned a lot of the people, you know, and how they move and, um, and, and all this, like, is it complicated to teach people who don't know martial arts uh, for certain movements and things like this? Yeah, um, it was a challenge and a learning experience for me because sometimes I would burst out karate phrases thinking that, you know, they all know what I'm talking about. But sometimes I have to take a step back and I was like, OK, like I have to actually explain what these things are. Right. So those were the little things that I needed to make sure that I explained um, all these little vocabularies and phrases in karate. Uh, but other than that, I just work with them with the simple punch, starting from a punch, block, kicks, right? The simple things that you need um, to learn karate. And then from there, uh, because we were like very short on time too, I we went through some kata movements, Sanjin, um uh, made sure they all got the, the circular movement, the soft side and all the um, movements, right? And yeah, just went through the basics, kata. And then honestly, from there, it's the reason why I was there was be just to show, you know, what karate is from my experience, right? And from there, like, whatever they take from it, I'm just excited to see, like, what kind of creativity they put within the movements so that it becomes a show, like a musical. Now, um, did you have any hand in, like, the different styles for for the Cobras versus, you know, Miyagi-Do, which in this case is probably just Daniel? Um, but, you know, like, for Jake and John, did you have to show them anything differently so that way they're not kind of appearing to be doing the same type of kata or any other movements? Um, nothing too different uh, from my end. I just wanted to show them what karate is and, you know, what it means to me and how we perform and train. And I did have a lot of conversations with Kaoni and Marty in terms of, you know, what movements are, are considered soft and circular, what movements are considered, you know, like strong and like more aggressive. So those are the conversations that I did have with them. Um, but for me to work with everybody, it was more of a purpose of me showing um, what I do as a uh, karateka. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as, as, as we uh, get, get ready to wrap up, um, when I spoke with Drew, he also said that you showed him some things. Uh, can you talk about that? Uh, sorry, one more time. Oh, uh, Drew, he said that you showed him some things, too, because, you know, he doesn't need to learn, but he said that he, he did as well, just so he can, you know, get in, a, as involved as he can with the, with the musical. Yeah, um, I did had a pleasure of, like, performing a kata. So I ex 
basically explained the thought process of me performing because, you know, I'm, I don't go in just to kick and punch and be all aggressive and yell. Right. Um, it's an art form for me. So how we start with a bow, the breathing, right. And the sound of the gi, like the, the uniform that we wear um, from the start to finish, there's like the peak where, you know, you bring everything up and then you go down a little bit and then you go through some movement. So there's like a lot of ups and downs. Um, and it, it's our job as athletes to put life into the kata, right? There's no music, you know, there's nothing to rely on, but purely on our movements. And each of us are shaped differently. We all have different personalities and we, as Karatekas just needs to put something different into these katas. So I just explained that through the, you know, uh, in terms of thought process of when I perform. And towards the end of the class, uh, I had a pleasure of performing um, one kata in front of everybody. So I think that's what um, he was talking about, maybe. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. And um, where can, uh, for those that are interested, where can people see you next? You, you mentioned the, the Spokane. Is that going to be televised? Yes. So in terms of schedule, I'm actually leaving tomorrow. Uh, I will be going to Carousel. There's going to be a Pan American Championships. So North, Central, South American countries are going to be there. And we're all going to compete to see who's the number one athlete in the continent. Um, so it's a big one. After that, I will be in Spokane and that will be a USA nationals. That will be the first team trials, uh, to it's basically a trial to select athletes for the following year. So you'll have mostly the top athletes from all over the country compete in that tournament. And the following week, I will be in Birmingham, Alabama for the world games. So World Games, that's going to be one festive event because it's every four years and it's not just karate. Um, there's, I, I know there's sumo. <laughs> there's sumo, karate, like all different like ball sports from beach volleyball. So there's like different multiple sports um, that's going to be in Alabama. <laughs> so that that is going to be... Uh, one of the big highlight events for me this year. Awesome. Yeah, looking forward to seeing you on there. Thank I, you. Um, yeah, just finding out more about uh, people uh, in this universe, I, I, it's kind of opened, expanded my horizons, you know, on, and, and, and kind of consuming other things that I otherwise wouldn't have, you know, so, so I'm really interested to see that. Uh, where can uh, people follow you if they want to... Um, kind of follow your journey you know since yeah, you have sure. no um i'm always on instagram sakura kokumai karate so first last name and karate and i do my best with tiktok but <laughs> i don't know how i'm doing it but i'm i'm on social media and if you look through it with my name i'll definitely pop up um but yeah <laughs> All right. That's where you guys can follow me. And, you know, like, I, I really just have to say that as a karate athlete, this musical, the Cobra Kai TV series, even the movies has definitely brought in like bigger audiences. And we already had that in the past already. Right. Um, but with karate and the Olympics and me being able to experience, you know, representing my country and then knowing that 
people are actually more interested in the sport really means a lot to me. So, you know, like to those who are listening, you guys are awesome. If you guys have not tried karate, you have to because it will definitely change your life. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like the 80s all over again. You know, people credit the karate kid for getting them into martial arts, whichever version of it. And mm-hmm. I feel Cobra Kai kind of did that again. Now, yeah. you, you did name drop the show. Have you? Do you watch the show? I did. I have. Yeah. I love and, uh, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, clearly, so do I. Uh, do you have some favorite characters? Um, gosh. All the old school. There's one episode when they literally just traveled back in time. Tamlin was in it, too. That one episode is my favorite. The one where she reads all the letters from Miyagi? Yep, yeah. So That's emotional. Great. It's a great yeah. episode. And yeah. then the next one would have Yuji... Uh, sparring with uh with daniel too so yeah. or i guess chosen in, in daniel so yes it's a great, yeah. it's a great episode yeah. all right so um yeah looking forward to season five that comes out yes. september 9th for those I'm that didn't excited. know so so uh yeah thank you again sakura for for speaking with me um and uh to all of our listeners thank you guys for uh checking out this interview and hopefully you guys uh look into the karate kid the musical uh wherever um, well, you know, when it goes to Broadway and hopefully uh, potentially on tour later on sometime down the line, you know, we'll we'll uh, put that out there once we find out about it. So thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you, guys. Haven't you done enough, princess?